Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be talking about the upcoming full moon on August 22nd, 2021. And before we get started, I do like to remind everyone that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. And so Vedic sidereal astrology is different than the Western tropical system. And I have a full segment on this. It's the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, if you would like to check it out and learn a little bit more. And to keep it brief, Sidereal astrology is the astronomical placement of the planet. So it's the precise placement of the planets at any given moment in time. The other disclaimer I like to give is that I am in Austin, Texas. And so the time that I use for the full moon is going to be in central standard time. It is going to change depending on where you're located. So for this segment, what I have planned is we're going to review some global events because a lot has been going on, going to talk about them, and then we'll dive deeper into the full moon and I do want to let you guys know that I plan to post a September horoscope next week so if you're looking to put any dates on your calendar to know when major transits are happening I am going to be doing that next week I'm not going to be talking about too many transits on this segment so I do want to give you guys a heads up I know usually with the full moon or the new moon forecast, I talk about transits, kind of changing my format a little bit. So this is going to be more dedicated to kind of review talking about the full moon. Next week, you can expect a very comprehensive podcast for you to put some dates on your calendar and know when those planets are going to be shifting. So let's review some global events. So recently in my newsletter, and I think on a podcast as well, I was talking about how First of all, August was going to be intense. I remember saying this a few months ago because of all of the planets between Rahu and Ketu. We have all these planets stacked in the midpoint of Rahu and Ketu, and this is usually a very significant time. It's usually a karmic time, a time of big shifts and big changes. And I think that we've seen this in many ways. I think we've seen it in leadership in government forces. I think that we've seen it in the weather, rather it be the drought or the floods or extreme heat. We've also seen a lot coming up with the natural environment, which I know I spoke a lot about because when we have extreme weather, it messes with our ecosystem. And then of course, there are all these, um, all of this aftermath on the natural environment, which of course, we've seen a lot about as well. I think it was either the last podcast or the podcast before we were discussing that leadership. You know, I was mentioning that our leaders might make grand gestures and it may rub people the wrong way. And I do think that we're seeing that across the globe in many different countries. I think that the first place everyone's mind is going to is probably Afghanistan, right? There's a lot happening with leadership there that is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Definitely grand gestures. Um, but it's happening in other countries as well. Even in the United States, there are laws being considered, there are implementations being contemplated that I think some people are definitely on board with and supportive of. And I think a lot of other people are getting rubbed the wrong way and feeling really um, upset and angry about it. And this is something that we're going to continue to see in the upcoming month and months. Okay. This kind of conflict with leadership and leadership making these big, 
gestures. I think that we're going to continue to see this happen. The other thing that I had mentioned recently on the women's podcast, I made a podcast for women's related issues. We talked about how when K2 is in Scorpio and Rahu is in Taurus, it seems that women's issues are more prevalent. And so far this year, we've already seen a lot with there were some women that went missing. Of course, there was so much in the Olympics with women and women's related issues, how athletes were being treated. And now we're seeing in parts of the world, right, that are on the news that are very prevalent in the news right now women's related issues, women's rights, and concerns of women seem to be the most prevalent thing, you know, namely in Afghanistan. When we're looking at what's happening in Afghanistan, what we're really hearing about is the concern over women and their rights, where they'll be able to operate. Are they going to be able to go to school? Are they going to be able to work? what is going to happen to all of these women. This is something that is highly concerning. And I do think that this is something that we will continue to see. I want to note as well as to the timing of everything, Venus is currently debilitated. And Venus is the planet of women. It's the planet of femininity. And of course, Rahu is in Taurus, right? Rahu is this karmic indicator, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So the condition of Venus is going to be very significant. Rahu is in Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Venus is debilitated. We're seeing um, these really big issues and, and this really big problem come up. And so again, I just wanted to point out the timing on all of this and hopefully shed some light as to why things are happening and when they're happening. And again, next week, I will be doing a full horoscope for September so we can talk about what may be expected from the month ahead. But this is our full moon forecast. So let's go ahead and jump in to the full moon talking about what may be going on. So again, this is going to be on August 22nd, 2021, around 7.53 a.m. Central Time. And there are a lot of planets right now being influenced by this debilitated Venus. So it's still an opportunity to be mindful of criticism, be mindful of having really high expectations, of being perfectionistic. These are all things that we still want to have on our radar. By August 26th, Mercury is going to move into Virgo, and this is going to greatly reduce that energy. I think it's going to be very beneficial for everybody. And if you do want to know how Mercury is going to impact you personally, you can sign up for Patreon, patreon.com astrology now podcast where I do for forecasts for all of the 12 signs talk about how these transits may affect you all so that is one thing to have on the radar so Venus is going to be debilitated during the full moon and the full moon again is happening in Aquarius and when I think about Aquarius I think about revolution I think about unconventional ideas and thinking outside of the box not wanting to Subscribe to what everyone else is thinking or what everyone else is doing. Aquarius really likes to ask questions. It likes to think beyond the confines of what it's presented with. So Aquarius, they're the types who, when they're in school, they're always asking questions. They're always pushing back. They don't want to conform. They want to know why they're doing what they're doing and if it's helpful. You know, is there a better way to do it? 
that's what Aquarius is all about. It's revolutionary. It's finding a new, innovative, better way to do things. And so this new moon, or excuse me, this full moon, there is going to be this type of energy with it. And I think it's going to be something that is on a lot of people's minds, this kind of revolutionary attitude of, is what we're doing helpful? You know, is there a new way to do something? There's a lot of that energy right now anyway, just because of the position with Jupiter. Um, but I think that with the full moon, we may even see some new ideas be proposed or new concepts be proposed, people wanting to do things a new and different way. The full moon is usually a time of heightened energy. It can be a time of aggravation and agitation. So we may even see some people lashing out, getting aggressive, especially if they're dead set on this type of revolutionary mentality. Okay. And for us on an individual level, the moon is going to be in Aquarius and it is going to be in the nakshatra of Danishta. And this nakshatra, it's associated with receptivity. Okay. It, it's really like Shravana and Tanishta kind of go together. Shravana is the ear. And so it's, it's that which hears. And Danishta is represented by a hollow instrument, like a drum or like a flute. And it, it receives sound you know there's a hollowness to it there's a spaciousness to it and because of its hollowness because of its spaciousness and its receptivity it can create noise it can create vibration and because this nakshatra is also associated with a drum it's what keeps a beat it what keep it's what keeps rhythm and so i think about habits a lot when I think about Tanishta, because it's what we do in a day-to-day -day routine. It's our habit. It's our rhythm. It's what is the bones of our day. It's the bones of our week. What do we have in our day that's like a touchstone, right? What do we have in our week that's like a touchstone? Do we wake up and have breakfast at 7, have lunch at 12.30? Do we always have an evening nightcap at 8 p.m.? Like, There's usually something in our day that's a touchstone, and acts as that little beat that keeps us on rhythm and keeps us in flow with our day. Could also be a weekly thing as well. So I do think about habits, whether they be good or bad with Tanishta. And I think about sacred sound. There's this association with Danishta of sacred sound. And when I think about sacred sound, I think about the Vedas because, and this is where this came from, right? Vedic astrology is a Vedanga, which means it's a limb of the Vedas. It's a supplement of the Vedas to assist us on our path of self-realization. And the Vedas and these sacred teachings were traditionally orally taught. You know, many of these sacred teachings were orally taught. They weren't necessarily written down, but they were spoken. And so I think about... Um, the sacred sound of, of, of the Vedas, of truth. I think about the sound of teachers, the ones who are guiding us, right? A guru, a guru is one who dispels the darkness. They bring light to darkness. So when we hear teachers or if we hear a therapist or we hear a counselor or a coach, their words may lead us from the dark. That's a sacred sound, right? And then taking it one step even further, I think about 
the teacher within the heart, right? The guru of the heart. It's our inner compass. It's our intuition. It's that space inside of all of us that always knows the truth. That little voice that always knows what is right and what to do. It's our connection to source. And I think that all of you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's one of these really hard things that it's difficult to verbalize, but I think that it's kind of unmistakable to feel. And so if you've ever gotten hit with intuition or you've gotten a flash of insight or you've been needing an answer to something and then suddenly it comes to you easily, just flows right to you, you know, in that moment, there was this clear connection, this clear channel to that guru of the heart to your own source energy that all of us have every single one of us has it if you're sitting there and you're doubting your intuition or you're doubting your connection to the source there is no doubt it exists it's within you it's within me it's within people who never think about any of this stuff (laughs) people who are never thinking about astrology never thinking about sacred literature never thinking about self-realization it's inside of them too all of us have the sacred space and, and so I've been thinking about this, you know, I've been thinking about this sacred sound and the vibrational energy of sound, right? We think about the drum, we think about our voice, it's all vibration. And so is that vibration within that connection to source that always has the answers. That's a vibration too. And this is a full moon, Right, And the full moon is a time when we release and let go of things. The moon is as bright as it's possibly going to get and it's only going to dwindle from here. So the energy will get pulled and stripped away. And so I think that it's an auspicious time to focus on what is clouding source within you. What's clouding that guru of the heart that's always trying to whisper the correct answer to you. And so I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, what, what clouds that? Because it's, it's obviously it gets clouded when people are doubting their intuition or they don't trust themselves or they have a difficulty making their own decisions. They have a difficulty um, making their mind up, right? There's that clouded judgment and that clouded connection to source. And I think that it happens when we're paying too much attention to what's happening outside. When we're paying too much attention to wounds that have been created within us, you know, and I think a lot of us experience this. If we don't have a lot of confidence in ourselves, if we didn't have an opportunity to gain a lot of confidence in ourselves, if we have these distorted narratives of our life, if we can't see ourselves truly clearly. So again, just any type of distorted thought, distorted narrative, limiting beliefs, beliefs about the self. And so when people ask me, you know, how do I get in touch with my intuition? How do I deepen my connection to my intuition? And when I'm talking about intuition, I'm talking about source energy. Because in my opinion, intuition comes from somewhere else. I think it's a collaborative effort between us and between source, you know, it kind of works together in tandem. And so when people ask, how do we get in touch with that? It requires removing 
the false paradigm. It, re, it involves removing the limiting beliefs and the distorted vision of what we're capable of in life. And so one of the easiest ways to do this, in my opinion, is to focus on where our mind goes when something good happens <laughs> and where our mind goes when something bad happens. Because this helps us gauge kind of where our mind automatically goes. So for example, if we get a job opportunity and we're really excited for it, and then suddenly this voice comes in and it's like, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve this job. You're going to do something to mess it up. You're, you know, as soon as you get into the office and you start working, they're going to see what a failure I am. Um, I, I'm almost nervous to start because I don't want them to see who I really am, which is this big failure. It could be that somebody asks you out on a date and then suddenly you're like, oh my God, I don't want them to really know me because I'm a loser. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I don't want to go. I don't deserve this. All of those thoughts give us insight into where the wounds are and to what the distortion is. And that those wounded thoughts, that distorted narrative, it's clouding your intuition and it's clouding your connection to the guru of the heart. Again, this can give us insight to ourself. And this is the important part. It's where the wound is, you know, and this is something that only you can decide and that only you can answer for yourself. But what's really important to remember about this is when something good happens, is it possible to accept this as a gift from the universe? Is it possible to stay in a space of equanimity, not necessarily getting over the moon about it, not necessarily putting all of your importance and all of your worth into this thing, but acknowledging that this opportunity, it's a gift from the universe for you to experience and for you to explore. Doesn't necessarily anything doesn't necessarily mean anything magnificent is going to happen doesn't necessarily mean anything horrific is going to happen trying to allow yourself to stay in the space of neutrality right because you're observing what's happening in universal forces it's that receptivity of Danishta. It's not that projection. When we're so worried about what other people are going to think, or we're so worried about failure, or we're worried about making an impression, we're worried about doing a certain thing. This is trying to control the situation. It's trying to leave an impression on the situation, and it's projecting. But when we kind of sit back, and we allow ourselves to be in that space of, with the job opportunity example, someone trusts me with this job. They see some benefit in me. They see some value in me. This is an opportunity for me to learn. This is an opportunity for me to grow. I'm going to do the best that I can and we'll see where this goes. Right? When we can maintain that space without the excitement, without the fear, without the anxiety, without the desire to control, we start clearing ourselves and we gain a deeper connection to that space of truthfulness. You know, if somebody asks us out, Okay, somebody asked me out. This is cool. I don't really know them yet. You know, am I going to like them? What is our time going to be like together? You know, maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's not going to work. I'm going to give them an opportunity to get to know me clearly. I'm going to try to learn who they are without expectation and without 
prejudgment, without trying to imagine them as my future partner, right? Just letting it be in the moment, just taking things slow, trying to remain neutral. Because when we get excited about something, when I say excited, it it can mean bad or good. Because we can be excited and stoked and thrilled, or we can be excited like nervous and jittery and, you know, feeling like we're going to vomit. But Regardless of if it's good or bad, the excitement, it kicks up the dust of our mind, it kicks up the dust of our intuition, and it clouds that connection to source energy. It clouds our intuition, right? If we're stoked on this person, they ask this out, they're going to be my future husband. It's clouding your judgment. It's not letting you see this person clearly. It's not letting you see how you feel about this person clearly, right? So we really want to be mindful about these interactions and we want to be mindful of the inner dialogue of the words that are going with it, right? We want to be mindful of our space, our, our state of consciousness, you know, kind of being mindful of how excited we're getting or how disappointed we're getting and trying to maintain this space of neutrality because that's going to help everything. But then we also want to be really mindful of that inner dialogue. Like I was talking about earlier with how we talk to ourselves in these moments, because again, this is all vibrational. And when we tell ourselves repeatedly, if something really positive is happening and and we're telling ourselves repeatedly that we don't deserve it or that we're going to lose it or that we're going to do something to mess it up, there is the risk of self-fulfilling prophecy. There is the risk of us sabotaging it ourselves because we're so concerned about it happening or we're not acting completely authentic. So we start acting weird and then we mess up when we allow ourselves to relax into the present moment, to accept the present moment as a gift, things will will unravel and manifest a little bit more naturally, you know, because all of that, again, those words that we tell ourselves The words of doubt, the words of limitation, the self-deprecating language, none of that is coming from source because source doesn't talk to us that way. I promise. I can guarantee you this. And so just catch yourself if if you're having those thoughts of, oh, well, I deserve this, only bad things happen to me, or... Uh, I'm getting this opportunity. I'm definitely going to lose it. Catch yourself in that moment and remind yourself that you are not connected to source in that moment. Can you release it? When you accept the gift, when you walk willingly towards what's being presented to you with open eyes, open curiosity, willingness to engage with the universal gift, that is when the connection to source gets strengthened. Because we're also removing some of that wounded dialogue that wounded perception that's keeping us clouded so i hope that that makes sense i hope that that makes sense i hope that it's helpful the final thing that i'll say about tanishta is that it is connected to our daily habits and to our daily routine because it's all about the rhythm and so if there is a bad habit that you've been wanting to break if there is something you've been wanting to stop doing Now may be the opportunity to create a new rhythm that feels more in alignment with who you are today. If there's something you've been wanting to implement, maybe today is the day. Maybe now is the time that you change something, that you release something to create space for this habit 
that it is that you want to begin. I want to say on the full moon, it really is best to release and let go of things. So if you've been wanting to start a meditation practice or you've been wanting to start a new mantra, I would wait a few days after the full moon. But again, maybe it's time that you release and let go of something that's keeping you from it. So for example, if you're wanting to start a daily meditation practice, maybe you begin separating with the idea of sleeping in an extra 10 minutes. <laughs> if you have been wanting to start eating more salad, or maybe you've been wanting to start eating more vegetables and more fruit or whatever, maybe it's time to, to start distancing yourself from eating whatever it is that you're currently consuming that that you're wanting to create some more space with. So thinking about it in those terms and Again, you know, primarily, as we were talking about with this concept of our intuition, which I'm, I'm saying intuition, guru of the heart, source energy, it's all the same, in my opinion. Um, it's releasing the cloud. It's releasing the fogginess. And we know that we're connected when we're in a space of harmony, when we're in a space of balance, when we're in a space of equanimity. And that is truth, right? That space is the space of truthfulness. And any words, any messages that come from source are always kind, they're always loving, they're always supportive. Because the truth is that all of us have a place in this fabric of the cosmos. And when we have a place in the fabric of the cosmos, it doesn't want to reject and deject us. It doesn't work that way. All of us have a special place in this network. And because we have that special place, we are accepted and we are loved and we are embraced. So again, be really mindful when you're tuning into your own intuition, when you're tuning into your own source about yourself, you can expect kind words. You can expect words of love and words of support. It's not going to be judgmental. It's not going to be critical. But, you know, there can be those moments of truthfulness right? That those moments of clarity where it may not be super comfortable, like maybe this job is not right for me. Maybe this relationship is not right for me. Maybe this routine is not right for me. Sometimes those things can be very uncomfortable, but those messages that come through, the insight that comes through, it's always going to be there to support you on your journey. It's going to be there to help you. It's not going to get you lost in, in this um, negative processing and another way one final thing one other way to know that you are connected to source is you feel safe your nervous system is relaxed and you are not confused you're never left with confusion if you're getting information from source it is always very clear and it, again it feels safe and your nervous system relaxes I do hope that it's helpful. And again, it's something that's very meaningful to me. I hope that some of you can find it helpful. Even if one person listening to this is like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. It makes so much sense. I feel like my job is done. So again, I hope it was helpful. I hope that you have some ideas on what to pay attention to during the full moon. If you have any questions or if you'd like to schedule a reading, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga to schedule your reading yourself. I'd love to see you on Patreon, Patreon dot com slash astrology now podcast there's forecast recorded classes live classes tarot readings all sorts of offerings on patreon and my instagram is astrology now underscore podcast have a beautiful week and i will talk to you all next week when we talk about the september horoscope again my name is christine rodriguez this is astrology now thank you so much